You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. This is Jennifer here at Chirp Radio Studios, and I'm joined here today by Deeper. How's it going, guys? It's hey, going great. Doing well. Good. So you guys have uh, kept pretty busy recently. Um, so you did release your first album May of last year, um, and since then it seems like it's been kind of a whirlwind. Like you guys have definitely been on the road and doing festivals and stuff. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, I feel like releasing the record was definitely like brought so much more attention to us that like i don't know it it felt definitely good it was like getting something off your shoulders uh like uh we had been thinking about it for so long and then finally when we let it go it was kind of like a relief and then it just kind of became its own thing it wasn't ours anymore Mm -hmm. we just kind of let it do what it it could do and then we just followed it around yeah, because you guys, if I understand correctly, you guys had about two years to do the recording. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> was it just like life got in the way and it took a little bit? Or did you guys want to sort of space that process out? Um, it was just done in a really um, weird way. We would yeah. just have our buddy Dave, uh, who has a recording project called uh, Public House, and uh, we'd have him coming into our practice space and just bringing his gear um, a few weekends uh, scattered throughout two years. And we would just slowly record songs when we had them. Yeah. So we just didn't really have an idea for a record. We were just kind of recording music as we went. While we were recording, we're like, is this going to work? Like spreading it out all, all, over all these sessions. Well, we, we definitely weren't thinking like we're going to spread this out over all these sessions. It was like... It was every time I was like, oh yeah, two months from now, we're going to be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, Almost and, there. Yeah. Almost there. And it was also like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of us were like like learning to play together. And so the, I think that's why the songs are like pretty different is because it's all these like, uh, like two song segments of like us like learning to play together. Like, you know, like a really dreamy song or like something like really punk and fast and then like by the end we're like well crap like does this all work together like i don't know we're just gonna have to release it you know like this it felt like it was more or less like a combination of a bunch of different seven inches coming together so it's like every there's different segments in the record that those songs were recorded together so we put them next to each other Mm -hmm. yeah so it just like is a progressive end to it with uh trust as being like i think the last song we recorded Mm -hmm. people are going to throw out certain labels like post-punk and different things to try to describe your music and do you guys feel like it's a necessary evil where you kind of have to have those labels or you know what are your thoughts on that I, I think it is a necessary evil but I think sometimes like when I 
to like a broader audience like a lot of people don't know what that means when you say post-punk like you know if you listen to music you do but when i'm like you know co-workers like oh like what style of music is that? i'm like post-punk they're like I, like, I don't even know, like, how to place that sound. Like, what is that? They think of, like, uh, I don't know, like, necromantics or something like that. They go to, like, psychobilly music. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think they always imagine it's crazier than it actually yeah. is, for right. sure. Or you could just say Devo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that, typically that what I'll do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll throw out all the, like, obvious ones, you know, like Devo and The Cure and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I opt just to say, like, 80s influenced more yeah. than like post-punk but for all intents and purposes like that's probably the the easiest way just to get the point across quickly yeah and on a similar note people like to also describe this midwestern sound and of course you guys are from the suburbs you're from mm. the area do you have any like do you think there's something to that or is it just a little bit more of a reach i don't think it's a sound i think it's just like um the people that were all around are are making interesting music and art and so i think that that's more or less what they mean by midwestern sound you know it's so it's so cold here that everybody just kind of like hunkers down in the winter and then just makes stuff and then in the summer we all kind of like push it out there's similar attributes to all of our music but it's not like you know, every single band is making post-punk music yeah. or, you know, guitar music. You know, there's bands like uh, Bunny that are making, like, softer, pretty music and, you know, bands like Cafe Racer that are making loud, like, psych rock. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, then there's the Hex who are making, like, some of the most interesting music I've heard in a long time, you know. Yeah, and you guys had a really great um, Spotify playlist with, like, bands from Chicago and everything. Mm. And was that just, like, a collective effort of things that you all like, all four of you? Yeah, definitely. definitely. And it's like all those people are our friends, too, which I think also contributes to uh, the Midwestern sound. Mm -hmm. It's like we all actually hang out with each other and see each other around at, like, bars and venues and stuff. So we're all listening to each other and we're all around each other so often, whereas different cities I feel like maybe aren't as close-knit as ours might be. touring in other parts of the country like met your expectations or have your experiences been a little bit different than what you were thinking it would be like i think we've lucked out because um we just went on our first west coast tour and we got to uh support uh one of the greatest bands ever the districts (laughs) they're like we're like brothers now they're they're very good people but uh um, so we got to play in front of rooms that were filled, whereas a lot of the time when you're touring new places, you know, there's not really that much, um, of a draw and you, you kind of have to just like roll with the punches in, with in your show. And you're often told like, oh, this is a, it's usually good, you or, know, or, 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 um, like if, if we go out on our own, it's like, oh, you have to like lay down the groundwork to like build this audience later. So I think like, yeah, going on a couple support tours, you know, in the fall and then in the winter, uh, yeah, it's been good just to like play to like rooms full of people that may or may not have seen us otherwise. Because when we tour with Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, it's like their audience is probably like about the same age as ours, maybe a little bit older. 
uh, the district's audience is much younger than ours. You know, it's like a lot of like 18 to 22 year olds, uh, which was great because I, I we weren't sure how the kid how the kids were going to respond to it, and they were they were really really receptive. Also, like we've been on some really bad tours in the past on our by ourselves. Like before we put out the record, you know, we only had one song out, and when you tour around nothing, it's pretty hard to get people to know who you are and yeah. stuff. So. Right definitely have gone through a lot of those um painful oh yeah two people being there or uh beyond the band members you know yeah. and uh it's kind of one of those things where i hate to say it but you, if you can't get through those kind of tours then you really shouldn't be doing it because it doesn't just happen you know yeah so. definitely have to work at it yeah. and i think it's kind of great though because once you start going to places like you know south by southwest which mm-hmm. is coming up um it's like you finally have that support after you've already put in a lot of effort yeah. on your own, like in your home turf. So yeah. yeah, that's really, really awesome. Yeah. And just one other thing with that, you know, like when we, when we went out West and even like being in like Texas on this tour, like a lot of people were like, Holy crap. Like this is so great. Like I can't wait for you to come back for South by or people out West were like, we're going to be at South by like definitely want to come see you again. So yeah, you, you can, you, you can sort of feel it when you're on the road, just like the, the word getting spread a bit more. Yeah. So that's awesome. So what do you think is up next for you guys? Um, trying to tour as much as possible. Uh, we're writing a new record right now as well. And pretty much that's it. I mean, we want to put out as much new music as possible. But uh, as you can probably gather, uh, we like to take our time on that kind of stuff. You know, some people write like 10 songs a week and we're more of like, a let's write this song and then pick it apart until, yeah. uh, you know, it's completely dissected. You can kind of hear it in our songs where there's a lot of quick movement to a different mm-hmm. like uh, section. And that's because we focus so much on one thing that we can't play it for more than like three times. Yeah. Because then we're like, oh, no, 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 we're playing it too long. We yeah. got to go to the next it's thing. It's boring. We got to keep yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, when we, and when we even write songs, it's like we will get so hung up on 15 seconds of like, oh, like, is this how like we want the verse to hit? Like, is this transition going to be okay into like the bridge or the chorus or whatever? That, uh, yeah, it just it just takes a bit longer. But I feel like it's you know when it rains it pours and it's like we'll we'll either be like moving very slow or just like kind of bust through like two or three songs you know within a couple. It's also couple kind weeks. of because like, we kind of all have our own input uh, on every song. It's not just like one person comes to the group with one thing. And we've tried doing that before, and it never sounds right, you know. Like whereas, like I, I've come to I've come to them once with like a full song, which is there is actually one song in the that will be on the new record that I came to them with done, and then by the time we were actually playing it out, it was completely different. Like the riff was still there, yeah. but like the way it was written turned completely different, you know. Right. Like, well, that's all I have. So if anyone wants to follow you and all the tour dates, what's your website again? Oh, yeah. Deepershy.com. And thanks, Drew, for yeah. uh, putting that together. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. Thanks.
If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.